Welcome to Total Teen Health and Wellness, the podcast for parents of teenagers to learn more about how medical and mental health issues are affecting their teen children. This is Dr. Shauna Garza, and I'm an adolescent medicine physician, providing essential education and helpful guidance to parents of teens and young adults. This podcast encourages parents to empower their teen children to live healthy and balanced lives. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Total Teen Health and Wellness. This is your host, Dr. Shauna Garza, and I'm happy to be back with you today to talk about a subject that comes up very frequently in my adolescent medicine office. I start seeing patients at 10, and during that time, many patients are starting to have changes in their body, asking questions about what to expect, and parents also want to know if what their children are experiencing is normal. So today we're going to talk about normal puberty, what children can expect and what their parents can understand is normal, and when to seek care for development that might be abnormal. I have a phrase that I use with my patients that puberty is a process. Many girls think that they're done with puberty when they start having their periods, but puberty is an ongoing process over several years. There are changes to the body that happen during that time, of course, and also emotional development changes, and we'll talk about that. There's a very wide age range for both boys and girls of what is considered the normal time for puberty to start. There are many genetic factors. Often we talk to moms about when they first started their periods because this often correlates with when their daughter may expect to have their period. This relates a lot to growth, and I'll talk about that. The growth spurt that we see in girls and boys in the early teen years correlates with their parents' growth and, of course, their height. I often have parents come in worried that something abnormal is happening when their child's body starts to change. They may not remember how it was for themselves at their age or it might be their first child. And so my work as an adolescent medicine physician is often to reassure families and educate them and make sure that they feel like our office is a safe space for them to get their questions answered and to find out the right information. I tell patients there's nothing embarrassing to talk about. This is a normal part of your body and how it changes. We all go through this. The first sign for girls typically is breast development. The very first stage are called breast buds, and that um, may occur quite young in patients. Although about 15% of girls will develop hair in um, their armpits and in their private area, and that might be the first sign of puberty. For boys, the first sign of puberty is testicular enlargement. And so that may not be as a parent, it's more of a subtle finding than it is in girls, but that's something that a doctor would note when they examine patients. It's also important to understand the range of age that's considered normal. Girls can start having breast bud development as young as eight, 
But younger than eight for the first sign of puberty is what we call precocious puberty. That needs to be evaluated with a physician. There are hormonal things that need to be checked and other evaluation that would be important to rule out something else going on besides normal puberty. Precocious puberty is diagnosed as the first sign of puberty change in boys at less than nine years of age. So it's less than eight years for girls and less than nine years for boys. The other end of it is what we call delayed puberty. And that is greater than 12 years old for the first sign of puberty in girls. Some specialists will say 13, but we're not talking about having your period by that point. We're talking about having breast development or hair development. And if there's no sign of puberty by age 13 in girls, that does need to be evaluated. For boys, it's more 14 years old. One trend that has been noted, especially in the U.S. over the last few decades, is that puberty is starting earlier than before. And there's a lot of factors at play, and some of them are still being evaluated and and figured out. One is that there are significant issues with weight in children, and many parents have heard of concerns with childhood obesity, which relates mostly to diet and nutrition issues, and that can lead to puberty starting earlier because of the growth of the children at younger ages. There also are genetic Uh, factors in when puberty starts early in children. And then there's thought about how there are things in our environment that may be disrupting the endocrine system of children and causing them to have early puberty. There are things in everyday products that have been looked at, um, different types of plastics and detergents, different foods even that might have hormonal use of developing, especially with dairy and meat, and even certain cosmetics and toiletries could potentially disrupt the endocrine system and lead to an early onset of puberty. So for girls, the normal and expected progression of puberty first starts with breast development, And that usually is about two or two and a half years before periods start. And so it is a few-year process, even for periods to start in girls. About six to 12 months before periods starts, girls will often have vaginal discharge. And I get a lot of questions about that in my office because mom or patient is concerned about infection or if this is normal. And so that sometimes we will evaluate for infection, but also reassuring that it can be a normal sign of puberty. Essentially, it shows us that there is estrogen effect in the vaginal area, and that's causing that discharge, which is what we expect at that age. The puberty sequence for boys starts with enlargement of the testicles and penis, and then is accompanied by hair growth in the pubic area and in the um, armpits. So those are things that we expect to start at age 
12, 13, 14 in boys and progress through their teen years. Puberty is not just a development of the physical body. There is a lot of emotional and psychological development as well that occurs during this time. We all know that. If you had a middle school age child or a high school age child, you see the changes they're going through with their mood and their personality. And that relates to hormonal change. Teens start to differentiate their identity and their personality away from their family and start figuring themselves out what they believe in, how they relate to people, how they identify. And that is something that we expect in the teen years and during puberty. Patients also want to find people that they click with. And so it is very important for children, especially that are developing or have not started puberty, to find peers that are at the same stage. We see this a lot in middle school, especially because many patients, especially girls, will start developing in sixth and seventh grade and go through significant gain of height where they get taller and that growth spurt, they start developing, they start having emotional changes. And some of the girls haven't gotten to that stage of development yet and sometimes feel like they don't fit in or they don't click even emotionally with their peers. And so I counsel my patients, especially in middle school and the earlier teen years, to try to find peers that are not just matched in their physical development, but really matched in their emotional and psychological development. Now, for a 12-year-old, that can be really hard to have that kind of insight and that kind of understanding of where they are. But if they see that their friends are starting to be interested in things that seem more advanced for them or that they are not comfortable with or they would rather play certain games and do certain activities, it's good to find kids that are on the same page so that they can feel accepted and also just understand that they're still at a normal place in their development and it looks different for everybody. Everybody is unique in how their body is designed and how their body will develop. I did mention the growth that happens during puberty. For both boys and girls there's a very steep rate of growth and that's in height and in weight. I have a lot of patients that worry about the number on the scale. They will grow three, four inches in a year, and then be very concerned or ask about their increase in weight during that time. It's important for teens and parents to realize that growth is not proportional. It is very common for teens starting puberty to gain weight before they gain height or on the other end, gaining height before they gain weight. And so sometimes I have parents come in concerned that their 11-year-old is gaining too much weight during this phase of growth. And I 
want to guide them in understanding that this is very normal. Their body will gain as they are growing, and that is not always at the same rate. So we just want to reassure parents to not emphasize gains in weight with the change that their children are going through, that we monitor that, we keep an eye on it, we want to make sure it's still in kind of a normal expected range for their child, but not emphasizing the number or even physically how they look because their body is going through so much change. On a side note, I have had teens that have been very focused on not passing a certain number on the scale. And that number is not based on where their body should be, or where their body will end up being when they're done growing. And so part of my work is just making sure they understand that we're looking at that, we don't want to really focus on weight and discuss that. I even do what we call blind weights in the office for all patients, which means we're looking at it clinically and medically and assessing where they're at in their growth, but it's not something I focus on with patients, and I don't want patients focusing on either. Of course, I do a lot of work with patients with eating disorders, and I will get into that on this podcast, but I just want patients to know that there's a wide range of what's normal, and their body is unique in growing at its own pace, and to really learn to accept their body. Okay, well, a few things I want to talk about that are symptoms related to puberty that could be of concern as far as things that are maybe abnormal or causing distress in children. One is acne. Acne is very normal in puberty. We all know that. We've been through that ourselves when we were that age. And so it's something that can really affect how patients feel about themselves. And I think it's good to teach your children how to take care of their skin, talk to their doctor about it, even getting on an over-the-counter regimen of washing and treating their skin. And of course, talking to your doctor if you're looking to have some type of prescribed treatment, but often just having a skincare routine can help improve acne and and help with self-confidence in younger teens. There's also something that happens in teenage boys that's called gynecomastia, and that is actual enlargement of the breast tissue. Males have breast tissue, but of course it doesn't develop in the same way that it does for girls. And so that can happen, and the average age of that starting is about 13 years in boys. It can last from 6 to 18 months, and typically no treatment is needed. It's reassurance, keeping an eye on it, making sure that it's not progressing into something else, which is very unlikely in a young boy. But that can also be something that is very bothersome and that boys can be self-conscious about. So normalizing it, saying, you know, this affects a lot of kids. It's very normal as your body's going through these puberty and hormonal changes and reassuring them that it's not a sign of anything serious. One thing that uh, we do see more in puberty-aged teens are sprains and strains of joints and even fractures that occur more easily. 
And that has to do with growing bones really aren't as strong initially as they will be. And so patients can be more prone to fracture as their bones are growing. And of course, that comes with a gain in height and just all the growth we see during this time. Some patients will even have joint issues where their joints may not be as mobile as they were as they're growing. So these are things that if you're concerned at all about an injury or pain, definitely see your doctor about it so they can talk to you about it and and evaluate and see what's going on. Another thing that's very important for a primary doctor like myself to follow and check for is also scoliosis. Scoliosis of the back, which of course is an abnormal curvature of the spine, can worsen when patients go through their growth spurt. And so if someone already has scoliosis that's noted before they grow, we want to keep an eye on that and even potentially do x-ray and refer to a specialist if it's worsening because that is the time that treatment is most important for scoliosis. So this was uh, intended to be kind of an overview of what's normal, what to expect in your child, also when to seek care and guidance. I did want to just point out, and we'll put this in the show notes, that I have partnered with a company local in Dallas-Fort Worth area called Turning Teen, and Dr. Sonia is a local pediatrician who is doing talks in our area on puberty in girls and boys. They are very informative talks. They are hands-on, interactive. I hosted recently one that's for younger girls age 8 to 11 to have them better understand what to expect and what's normal. And then in a few weeks here in September in the McKinney office, I will be hosting a program for teens that are getting their periods or have just gotten their periods. It's obviously for girls, and that is to help them understand how to manage periods and hygiene and different issues related to managing puberty. Um, There is also a boys version of these talks, and I'll put in the show notes their website where you could look at the information they provide online and see if there is a talk in your area that would be a good fit for you as a parent. Essentially, the children go um, and then are accompanied by an adult, and it's good information for, for both people involved. And the first one we did with the younger girls was very well received, and I think everyone got a lot of good information out of it. So I look forward to next time, and and remember, you as a parent can be an expert on your teen's life. Thanks for listening today. If this episode helped you better understand the health of your teen and you're ready to learn more, please subscribe to hear future episodes of this podcast. Consider sharing it with other parents of teenagers, and remember, Parents can help their teens live healthy and balanced lives.